Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Taylor Frankel created Nude Sticks with her mother and sister with a mission of empowering women to wear less makeup and spend more time enjoying life. Starting from a young age and having a key role as a chief brand officer, this episode will inspire you for sure. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow founders of beauty brands around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious to know how to build brands, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you to our guest for today, Taylor Frankel. Taylor, along with her sister and mum, have built Nude Stick, the makeup brand with easy-to-use products for women on the go. With the slogan, Go Nude But Better, the brand aims to push women to enhance their own unique, natural beauty with multi-purpose pencil sticks for the eyes, lips, and face. Taylor, I'm so excited to sit down with you today and hear all about what it's like to work with your family and the mission behind the brand. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. I'm so glad and I love that you started this podcast because I can really relate to, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and how it can sometimes seem a little bit lonely. So this is so great to have. I wish this podcast existed seven plus years ago. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm so honored to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. So I think just to get straight into it, because I'm dying to know all about your journey so far. Um, the first question I ask pretty much all our guests is, who is Taylor? Um, I don't ask all my guests who is Taylor, but who are you? Um, and tell us a bit more about you. Yes. Yeah, so um, my name is Taylor. As you know, I'm one of the co-founders of New Six. A little bit about me. My professional life and my personal life are very interwoven. And I think Many entrepreneurs would say the same thing because being a business owner, you're working 24 seven. Um, and really you think about your brand and your company as your baby. So, you know, let alone having a business, but also working with your family, 
we we talk about work a lot to you know to say the least. But um, I'm 25 years old. Um, when I launched Nude Sticks, I was about 17 years old, so I was in my last year of high school. Um, I did go to business school in Toronto, Canada, where I'm from. Um, I went to the University of Ryerson, and I was there for about a year and a half studying um, business management. And after a year and a half, I actually, this was simultaneously um, while I was building Nude Sticks with my mom and my sister, and I had to make the very tough decision to actually take a sabbatical from my education and focus on nude sticks full time because we were launching globally. There was a lot going on and I felt like I really couldn't manage both. Um, so I was in school for about a year and a half. And then for the past five years have really, really focused on building nude sticks and launching global markets and global retailers. And um, it's funny because as um, the co-founder and chief brand officer, my job consists of being very extroverted and, you know, you know, connecting with our community and, um, our clients and, um, you know, our teams, but I am also very introverted at the same time. Um, the way I re-energize is really going home, watching Netflix, being with my dog and sleeping a lot. Um, you know, just personally, I'm very into health and wellness, which I think just you know, is very similar to even our philosophy at Nude Sticks. And yeah, I'm, I'm passionate. I'm, I'm open to kind of learning. I love beauty, obviously, and I love connecting with fellow founders. So I guess that's just a little bit about me. I kind of, it's kind of weird because I feel like I'm talking to myself because everything you're saying is so um, relatable to me. And I think hopefully a lot of people, um, especially starting at a young age and um, working with family, like I have with my own brand. Uh, so I do want to go into that kind of straight and, you know, up, you know, just foremost is what is it like working with your family? And did you always intend to work with your family or was it just a happy accident? So I never intended to work with my family. Um, my mom, Jenny, she's a chemical engineer, and she's been developing cosmetics for 20-plus years. She started her career at MAC Cosmetics, and she developed some of their iconic formulas and then later went to develop another cosmetic brand when my sister and I were literally in diapers and built that brand for about 12 or so years until... 2012, she actually decided to exit the beauty industry altogether and have this two-year non-compete, eat, pray, love moment. And throughout that time, what she really wanted was to connect with her two teenage daughters. And she had no intention of starting a beauty brand, another beauty brand, especially with her two teenage daughters that were 14 and 17 at the time. But she, through that connection, she got really inspired by the way my sister and I viewed beauty because she comes from Mac you know, where it's all about artistry and more color and more time. We like to call it the sex in the city generation, right? And then you had my sister and I, these two teenage girls who really wanted to embrace our natural beauty. We wanted products that were easy, fast, effortless. And naturally, as I'm sure you know, you know, when you have, you know, your dinner table conversation um, or when you're going on trips with your family, you know, naturally you talk about what you, what you're inspired by and what you're passionate about. And we all saw this very clear white space in the beauty industry for a brand that was speaking to the modern day woman today. And when I say today, I mean five plus years ago, and we recognized that, 
you know, the modern day woman isn't spending an hour on her makeup in the morning. She wants products that are easy, fast, effortless, products that, you know, celebrate their their uniqueness and celebrate, you know, and accentuate their beauty um, without masking. And we also recognize that the modern day customer today, female or male, is on the go, right? We all have careers, we have homes, we have families. The one thing we don't have is time. And so by kind of observing all of these things and talking to our friends and observing the woman on the go um, and really looking to our own lifestyles as well, because between all of us, we all had, you know, jobs or we're in school or we had homes. And so it was um, really for us a solution to our own problem, which I think most entrepreneurs, you know, that's a, a lot of that is where they get inspired by. But that was this it was this aha moment in 2013, 2014, where we finally said, oh my God, we were talking about, you know, this concept for about a year. We did a little bit of consumer research, a little bit of brand research to see what was out there. And we're like, we have to do this. Like we need to launch this brand. Um, And then that's when we went into just finding products, developing shades, um, developing, you know, our brand messaging um, and then going to market. Well, before we get into just the journey of the nude sticks kind of, I would say, world domination, because I've had so many friends, including my own family, my sister, had nude sticks in their makeup pouches. um, And it's really taken over. And also for all kind of skin tones and inclusivity at a very early age in the game. Now you see a lot of beauty brands doing that, but you guys really were one of the first, I would say, in an accessible way as well, celebrating your own unique beauty. I do want to kind of, before that, just go into that initial journey of you said, you know, you were in your really creating the brand. You were, were you 17 or, you know, you said, uh, when you started, yeah, 17. I'm sure most of your friends were a still figuring out what they want to do, but they were applying for corporate jobs or, you know, what was that dynamic like to kind of, did you have, well, did you feel lonely at times of not maybe having similar entrepreneurs at that age? Or did you feel empowered? Like what was your mindset? So I would say the first year of launching I kept everything very much on the low. Um, being in my last year of high school, um, I would just travel for a few weeks because we were launching the UK, or maybe we were launching, you know, you know, uh, somewhere in the states. And I wasn't one of those people to go around and start, you know, telling everyone that we we're launching this brand. Um, firstly, because it was our first year of launch, and we also didn't know where this was going, right? Like. We obviously were very passionate about our brand. We knew there was a white space. We knew this is what the modern day woman wanted from their beauty products. But, you know, who knows, right? Like, you know, launching a brand is extremely difficult. Um, And I remember even hearing my mom, and this was when we first launched Nude Sticks as well. She's like, you know, like 80% of brands, you know, who, who launch tend to fail. And so there are many, many brands out there that have amazing ideas that, just don't succeed for multiple reasons. So we uh, were very um, hush-hush about it, but I did obviously speak to very close friends of mine. And it was a struggle for me because as a 17-year-old and many 17-year-olds out there, you're still finding yourself. And like you said, a lot of my friends were looking towards those corporate jobs. You know, we're looking to get into med school or to law or into finance. Like I grew up in a Jewish community that um, going into the entrepreneurial route was um, not very common. So it was very lonely and difficult. And there weren't many 17-year-olds that were launching businesses at the time. 
So I really relied on my sister and my mom as, you know, comfort. We really did give each other that confidence that, you know, this is, this is the right thing to do, you know, which was to launch the brand, but also it didn't feel as lonely because we had each other. Definitely. No, and I think that's the best part of it is family always, it's that cliche of family first, but honestly, it, there's something really comforting about going into business with your family that a lot of people might, you know, fair enough, might not want to do or can never potentially see themselves working with their sibling or their parents. But when you do have that right dynamic, it's actually one of the most comforting um, kind of partners you could have because there is a sense of trust beyond anything because you are blood which is great. And especially for you, it's very fortunate. I had my dad as my mentor, um, uh, but kind of still apart from the business, but having your mum really involved as well, it, it's, you have a learning um, ability as well. So did you find yourself really being mentored by your mum the most, or did you have external mentors during the first few years? Um, my mom is definitely, you know, my my primary mentor and continues to be. She is, you know, so incredible, so intelligent, has so much experience and really leads with grace um, and empathy. And um, there's really no one I I can't imagine having, you know, another mentor and the fact that she's my mother as well, you know, she'll always have our best interests in mind. Um, but there were definitely a few people um, at, a, at my the young at my young age of at the young age of seventeen that I did look up to within the business and you know really helped me grow and um, get out of my comfort zone um, because for me I was always a little bit more on the shyer side I was a little bit more introverted so I it was a lot of effort for me to get in front of a crowd or to present in front of consumers or whether you're having an investor meeting or whether you're having a retail meeting like those conversations are very intimidating, not only as a 17-year-old, but like as a 17-year-old female, um, you know, who doesn't have much experience in the industry. So having my mom there was definitely, you know, was so invaluable. And, you know, for me, I'm just very lucky that I had her um, while we were growing the brand. So yeah, like you said, you'll always have that trust when you're working with your family and have that best interest in mind. But it's also super important as you grow the business together to um, try and find this balance between personal and professional because they can definitely overlap. Definitely. And, you know, I think you've spoken so so highly about how important it is with your, your mother and the relationship in the business, but also your sister is also a co-founder. I believe she's the younger sister, Ali, is it? Yes, yes. And how is it like working with her and what's her role in the company? So Ali will always be a co-founder and an inspiration behind nude sticks. Um, however, her ultimate dream since she was, um, a young adolescent was to go into medical school to become a dermatologist. So she's currently in medical school, um, and has taken a step back from being involved in the day to day, um, of the news of, of nude sticks. However, again, we'll always be a part of the story. But when we did work together, when we first launched nude sticks, we traveled a ton. So having my sister there to travel with, um, was, you know, an experience that I'll always, always cherish. And I love that you're, you know, even though she might not be in the day to day, you're still really recognizing her as a co-founder because everything can change. Things can happen differently in the future, but also there is that sense of family first, which I really appreciate and also can really relate to as well. So I love that. Um, so going into now 
creating nude sticks. Um, I would love to just go a bit more into the the fact that you guys champion unique beauty. And I can really see that when looking at the socials and the product and even the retail spaces. So why is unique beauty so important to you, Taylor? I think many, many people can relate to this, especially when they're in the, you know, they're young adolescents or, you know, getting into high school. Um, I always had um, a lot of um, self-esteem and confidence um, struggles. And I remember in high school, I experienced um, depression and anxiety and um, body image um, issues, mental health issues. So I was always, you know, for me, when I looked to YouTube or when I looked to magazines or when I walked into a retail store, as beautiful as it was to see these beautiful models with the perfect skin and the perfect lighting and the perfect makeup, I, I would always think to myself, well, that doesn't feel relatable. Um, you know, I would, I would never friend or follow this, this person on Instagram, <laughs> which is hilarious. I think that way now it's like, can I relate yeah. to this person? Can I see myself being friends with this person or this brand? Um, and so authenticity was really important to me. Um, and even to my mom and my sister, you know, and, and my mom, especially having two teenage daughters, you know, the, she, she wanted us to always feel confident in our own skin, um, and to never feel ashamed or, um, uh, to never feel like we had to hide whether it's our, you know, our truest self, um, or to hide our, our culture or, um, you know, our quirkiness, whatever it was, we really believed in being the most authentic versions of ourselves. And, you know, that didn't mean not wearing makeup because yeah. even for myself, like waking up every day, I did want to look like the best version of myself, but you know, I'm still going to wear a little bit of concealer, a little bit of blush, a little bit of lip just to enhance what I already have. And so that was important to us, you know, to really speak to our, you know, we wanted to tell our community and speak to our community to say, you know, you're beautiful, you're unique, you don't have to cover up with a mask of makeup. However, if that's what makes you feel confident, you do you, right? Like, I love artistry, and I love self-expression. I think, you know, uh, makeup is an, um, is art, right, for, for so many. But um, for that girl who, who is maybe getting into makeup or does have self-confidence, um, has struggles with self-confidence, we wanted to say, to that person, you know, you don't have to wear a mask, you're beautiful the way you are, and a little bit goes a long way. Um, so that was really important to me as someone who's experienced that growing up and experiences that to this day. And I think especially with social media and living on social media, it's really easy as a young woman to be super impressionable and see certain platforms or cer see certain people and look at these kind of fake realities and think think them to be true. Yep. So we just try to create the most authentic kind of um, content and um, preach an authentic lifestyle. That's always been... I love it. And I think emphasis has always been because I've seen that since years, you know, once I discovered Newsticks a couple of many years ago, I, I saw that then. And it's actually 
sad to say, becoming more of a trend where brands are trying to market wise, marketing wise, you know, jump on. We're, we're inclusive. We, I, I've been in boardroom meetings for brands I've worked with where I was like, mm, this seems a bit forced, but you guys were born that way. And I think you can really see that. Um, but going into social media um, and your community, um, both personally as Taylor, but also um, as um, the brand, how is your community What's like the main ways it's been formed and how do you communicate with your community effectively today? Yeah. So when we first launched, um, I managed, you know, all of the socials. So at the time it was Instagram. You had Snapchat as well. And I'm hearing now Snapchat's making a comeback. That's where they're communicating. That's where they're getting their sources of inspiration and news. But for, for us, it was really important to communicate directly to our customer because for us, storytelling was everything. And Having a relationship, a personal relationship with all of our customers was super important because that was our point of differentiation, you know, because as as a family who is very familiar with the industry, you know, is really familiar with all of the products that exist out there. Although we knew our products were very differentiated for so many reasons, we knew that it was our story that really set us apart um, and our ability to connect. So what I would do Every single day, this was like seven years ago, I would hop on Snapchat and I would hop on Instagram and I would create a story or I would message a customer and I would just be in communication all of the time in some form. Um, And even actually during COVID, when everything closed down and I stopped traveling for work, I would do a live every single day for our community just to connect with them. And that's where I find the loyalty comes in and you'll hear a lot of customers who will say, you know, I've been using nude sticks for six plus years, or, you know, I've been using the brand since they started. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with feeling a sense of connection and, um, especially from, you know, emotionally. And even as a consumer, something that I always recognize is that I'm so much more loyal to brands where I have an emotional connection to. Um, and whether that's because you relate to a founder or you relate to the philosophy of a brand or, um, you know, you, you relate to, you know, a certain product, whatever it is, um, we felt that storytelling was super important. Um, and even to this day, like, even on my personal page, I still connect with our community and through Nude Sticks, you know, our page or through TikTok, um, I'll message our community um, all the time. So I think where, where larger brands are, are kind of missing out today because you spoke about brands trying to d- replicate that authenticity, you know, I think it's really, really hard for them because they don't have, you know, that face of the brand. And at the end of the day, they can hire a face of the brand and they can hire someone to kind of speak to the brand, but you can't replace an authentic story and you can't replace, you know, like, you, as you know, that, that founder and that, you know, connection to your customers. So yeah, that's... <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Definitely. I mean, that's why I, with my podcast, Founded Beauty, I, I really did limit it to founders um, of beauty brands because I think that's the future. I think also um, there needs to be that authentic story and mm-hmm. sometimes even that face, but that closeness and proximity to the consumer that it will be the founder going live or it will be someone in the team going live or whatever it is. It's very close to the community. And I think that's where um, you guys have really, truly shined in that. And just to say to go live daily, not just weekly, like most brands is a feat in itself and shows how loyally connected you are and committed you are to your audience and community, which I love, but also going to your point on your personal page, which I have followed. And I think everyone should um, all the links and socials will be into this um in the summary uh, below, but I love how great you are at content creation. And I've been mentoring a few founders um, here and there, and they're just struggling with content creation. That's like one of the hardest things. So how do you create content so effortlessly? And how, um, what advice you know, would you give other fellow founders out there on content creation on your personal account, for example? Yeah, um, you know, it's so funny because I've always struggled with what the right content was on my personal page. Um, and I never really intentionally at first, you know, gr- I never thought to intentionally grow my platform. Um, it was really an organic growth through nude sticks and, and really, you know, being the face and a founder of the brand. Um, but what I, so it's funny because there's so much different advice out there. Like some people will say to me, Oh, you need to show more of your personal life on Instagram and, you know, you need to kind of post more consistently or, you know, you need to, you know, showcase a day in the life and whatever it is. And I think, you know, there's always a balance because I do know myself, like sometimes I don't feel the most comfortable sharing, you know, all parts of my personal life. I like to keep a lot of things to myself and, you know, personal. (laughs) Um, But what I've kind of played around with, and I've even spoken to a few friends of mine that work on at Instagram that, it's really about trial and error. And throughout my nude sticks journey, I've played around with like travel content. And when my travel content, my travel content always did really well because I'd be around the globe and I'd be like, Oh, we're here in, you know, Singapore at Sephora. And now we're in Malaysia and now we're in India. And now we're in Australia. And people love that um, because they got to see this behind the scenes of what it, it meant to be this beauty, you know, founder traveling the globe and launching markets. And then when COVID hit, and I stopped the travel. I said, I was like, oh, okay. Well, what am I going to post now? Like, I don't want to post my personal life. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I want to be authentic, but I also want to, you know, really keep it nude sticks focused. And so I just started to create tutorials like every week and showcasing different ways to use nude sticks and, you know, reels launched and, and I started to get into TikTok as well. And those became super successful. And it also reminded me that, you know, education is so important um, and, and educating on how to use products because there's so many of our customers that, you know, love the brand, love the products, but will always message me, what shade should I use? What product, you know, would look good on my skin tone? Or how do you use your nudies? Or, you know, um, how do you blend? Or, you know, and I'm obviously, I'm not a makeup artist um, by trade, but um, obviously I have been working in artistry for a very long time through nude sticks. So I kind of just started doing little tutorials to, to kind of have this um, platform where people can go and just like find a variety of content on how to use the brand. And I found that to be super successful. So I just kept doing it. And it was authentic to me, but it was also very relevant to nude sticks. And um, that's kind of how I found what works. But it was a lot of just like trial and error. And I think consistency as well being so key and kind of people get worried about making that perfect reel or video and they don't end up uploading because they're still waiting to create that perfect one, like post it. And, you know, you're going to learn by keep on filming new content or creating new content, but also from the feedback you'll get. And, you know, sometimes the feedback comes without being verbal. It could be just by the feedback of, oh, I only got 100 views. That's already feedback to tell you that content didn't quite stick. Maybe another one should work. Exactly. And I, and I realized that people also look to co-founders because I follow a lot of founders in the beauty industry as well. And, you know, a lot of customers kind of want that, like, you know, exclusive content that you won't see on the brand page, exactly. right? Because sometimes the brand page does need to, you need to be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing exactly. or a little bit more professional or, you know, you pre-plan your content on social, at least for us, a month in advance. Yep. So it's also sometimes, sometimes we can pivot quickly if there's something that comes up, but you know, a lot of customers really want to see, you know, that founder day-to-day experience or just, again, exclusive content. So I think finding what that is for you, for some founders, it might be, you know, we're at the office today and, you know, this is what my day-to-day looks like, maybe because they're not the face of the brand and they're more behind the scenes. Um, For me, because I'm the face and I'm creating content anyways, it works. But for some people who, you know, are, like let's say they, they work in marketing or they're a founder, but you know, they, they're not necessarily client facing or consumer facing, um, showcasing what their day kind of looks like and, and, and speaking to the brand from more of a business perspective, I think people can really, you know, add so much value. Definitely. And I think many founders, whoever is listening and are, you know, budding or current founders of beauty brands or any brand, there is a, an importance of creating your own social page um, as a brand itself. I've even done many tests where I've done like trackable links on my stories and then my brand stories. And like, oh, I've had more sales in my Fable and Mains uh, story because, you know, it's more loyal. It's more closer. And again, it's a different playground. It's a different type of content. It's the behind the scenes. It's stuff that you can kind of share that you can test. And also maybe then it would work more in your brand. Uh, but I do definitely recommend, um, you know, doing it in your way. I think it's very important what you said, and I really relate to it. Like you, you, you wanted to do your own um, content, not feel like, oh, you know, I didn't feel authentic to share my private personal life or my dinner with friends. That's okay. And sometimes my friends get a bit annoyed because they're like, come on, Akash, I'm not following you for Fable and Main. I'm following you for you. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm kind of Fable and Main now. Yeah. That's what I want to share. And then yeah. The other stuff will just call WhatsApp me. You know, it's all good. I don't need to put it on social. Yeah. Um, do you feel the same a little bit? 
Yeah, 100%. Um, there are some times where I'll kind of like show a dinner if like I have to. But like for me, even when I follow people, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I mean. Care about it. Yeah. I'm like, great. You're not at that dinner, yeah. so it's not really going to change your life. Yeah. So, no, I fully agree. And, and and you kind of want to show that personal side of you, Brent Band Building. You know, it's not really following the brand Nude Sticks. It's following Taylor behind the brand Nude Sticks. It's so true. Like, you become, you know, intertwined in the brand and people trust you because rather than a brand, you're a person and you're not going, you're going to... Um, people have invested in your personal page. And we actually played around with that even with YouTube. We changed our YouTube from Nude Sticks to Taylor Frankel, co-founder of Nude Sticks. Um, because we felt that people were more likely to watch content that was, you know, um, uh, you know, from, from an individual, from yeah. you know, a person, although I would be creating the content regardless. Um, yeah. You know, it just feels more authentic versus Nude Sticks, you know, putting out uh, brand videos. So, and that has actually worked very successfully for us because it's me commenting, it's me engaging with our community as well. Um, the only thing that's taken into consideration is obviously if you do have some type of strategy to, to eventually, you know, move away from your brand in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form, you know, that's, that's difficult, right? And even for you as a person who has associated yourself so much with your brand, you almost have a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? Exactly. And also, as you said, as potentially being an introvert, you know, you could be your own um, hindrance by sometimes if you're feeling not in the mood, you might not want to post, but actually the brand needs to continue. So you have to listen to yourself on that journey and really understand, um, you know, as long as you're doing enough to make the brand propel, but put yourself in there. But then sometimes you've got to tap out and then tap in again. It's normal. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I think it's so important to take a break from social as well, especially this past year. Um, you know, as much as social is amazing for building your brand, um, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of um, uh, you know. There can be a. It can be very difficult Pressure. to keep up and to feel like you need to be online all the time is also mentally exhausting. So, um, yeah, taking taking a little little breaks, I think, is super important. Or sometimes I'll tell myself, okay. Because in addition to your to your daily kind of job at your in your business, you know whether you're working more so, um, you know whether you're a CEO of your business, um, and obviously you have a day to day, that social becomes an additional, you know, additional work. Yeah. So um, setting those, I actually will set times for myself in my schedule to say, okay, this is my this is my time to do nude sticks. And this is my time to work on my personal platform. Otherwise, like, I just don't stop. Yeah. So it's important to kind of set those, that balance for yourself. Now, it's really important. And, and going to your point on, you know, that the pandemic having definitely some tolls on people's mental health and working from home or overworking. How is, um, personally for you, Taylor, like being, the, the pandemic been for you? Has it been a positive change and has it helped the business grow phenomenally or has it just been quite a journey of self-discovery. I would say COVID has had both positive and negative effects on the business. Um, and obviously both my personal and professional life, but when COVID first hit and, um, it hit technically in, in Canada, it was really, we were really affected in March of 2020. Um, and at that time, all of our global retailers closed at the exact same time. 
And we have almost 1,000 points of distribution across the world. So whether, um, you know, through Sephora, Sephora is our number one global partner, um, you know, and then we also have many doors in the U.S. from Ulta to Nordstrom to Macy's. Um, and then we have a variety of points of distribution in the U.K. from Selfridges. We just launched Flannels. And so between all of our points of distribution, all they all close down at the exact same time. And when prior to COVID, we did rely heavily on our brick and mortar business. And then when COVID hit, we really needed to pivot to a more digital focused strategy. I'm sure you kind of experienced the exact same thing, you know, with Sephora. Um, so that was in a way, it was very difficult at first because we needed to act really quickly. We did have some people that we needed to furlough, which was, you know, obviously very upsetting for us and, and for our team and, um, you know, really for the safety and the health of the business. We just had to make some really, really tough decisions and we have a small team and we're all quite close. So, you know, as, as, as a, it's a family brand owner, yeah. yeah, it's family. It's, it's so tough. Um, so we essentially kept our digital team on and we just hit the ground running with different ways to invest because certain things that were planned for 2020, like launching new products that were meant to have merchandising updates that year. Um, those merchandising updates were delayed to 2021. So we did have that budget that we can use towards um, towards digital media. So whether that was paid ads um, or working with influencers, we also um, had you know to move and shift towards more of a grassroots um, marketing kind of structure. So like I said, IG Live every single day, um, kind of pivoting to you know do a lot of brand partnerships pivoting to create, you know, a lot more content for our retailers as well, because people aren't shopping in store, they're shopping digitally. So how do we create content that allows people to educate themselves online and also find their shades online? Um, we launched um, AR on our website. So we launched mm -hmm. virtual try on, which allows people to, again, find their shade online, um, which was a really big investment. And then, and, and in hindsight, as difficult as it was, to really shift. And obviously, you know, for a while, we, we still had struggles me making up that for that gap from retail. Um, in hindsight, it was actually a little bit of a blessing because that's the new, that's, that's the world we live in now. We live in a digital world and, um, you know, that we, we were able to really focus on content, focus on updating our product pages, we're rebuilding our website. So there's a few things that, you know, living in this virtual and digital world allowed us to expedite, which we probably would have done anyways, but definitely wouldn't have been implemented as quickly. Definitely. No, I think that's so, so important. And it kind of also is quite nice to know that the whole world is in the same position. It wasn't localized to even one country. It literally is the whole world. So that kind of it is an acceleration, but it's also a test of which brand has got it to even maybe accelerate and overtake and, and, and you guys on social with your community and with your strategy and especially you Taylor um, as a founder, you know, as a founder in your own socials have done that um, full and foremost. So I'm really, uh, yeah, I just want to say congratulations on that because it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, <laughs> so uh, the other, 
the other Thank kind you. of um, point I want to go into before we kind of wrap it up, because I know you probably as a founder have a lot of Zooms and a lot of meetings to do in your day. Um, <laughs> but I, I do want to kind of just ask about your daily routine and how you stay motivated throughout the day um, to work. So like, do you practice meditation? What's your wellness routine? You said that, you know, you were into that before. Um, yeah. Just tell us about, about your average day. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm actually in California for a work trip. It's my first time outside of the country, you know, outside of Canada in over a year and a half. So very exciting. Um, but, um, throughout COVID or even at home, I try to have my day as structured as possible. I am not, I've, I've tried to get into meditation. I just, just hasn't done it for me yet. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. (laughs) I think there's also something about having to think about not thinking right um just don't just don't think just try to empty your mind which many people do in so many different ways but for me um it's really working out and having that time early in the morning so usually i'll wake up at around 6 30 i'll get to the gym for 7 um 7 30 i'll um squeeze in like a 45 minute to an hour workout um during covid i actually hired a trainer (laughs) Um, to keep me accountable because pre-COVID, I was traveling about 75% of the time and I was on a plane every other week. And so my mental and physical health um, was not in the best place. So when everything kind of shut down, I said to myself, okay, I have this time to really refocus on myself um, and refocus on physical and mental health. And that's what I invested in in 2020. And it's been amazing because I felt I feel more energized um, by having that structure and having that routine. Um, it allows me to focus on so many other things throughout the day. So if I have my routine in the morning where, you know, I do my workout, I come home, I walk my dog, I have my coffee. I'm like, okay, I did all of those things that would otherwise be in the back of my mind while I'm doing work or while I'm having a meeting. So that that structure is super important to me. And then obviously I start my day with just like meetings, emails. Um, I squeeze in some content creation throughout the day. Um, and then throughout COVID, we typically, I've tried to end my day around like 5.30, 6 o'clock um, just to like maybe go for a walk, have dinner, and then maybe I'll go back to work in the evening if I feel like there's still some things I need to do before bed. Um, and then I honestly try to get to bed for like, 10, 10, 30. I know it seems pretty uh, early, but I love my sleep. So yeah, I think um, for me, it's it's working out, it's eating well as well. Um, and also at the same time, not being too hard on myself um, was super important because as a founder, there are going to be days that you're not going to be able to work out and you're not going to be able to maybe eat the healthiest food. And um, that's just the reality of it. And um I think by having a, those structure and having that routine, knowing that I'm going to have those days makes me feel a lot better as well. So yeah, that's kind of like my day. I love that. And also I needed to hear that because today I um, I was one to mental workout in the morning. I didn't work out and I know I have a dinner later with pizza. So I needed to hear that it's okay to have yeah. those days where it didn't go to plan. 
you're not going to work out. You're not going to do the thing you wanted because that's the life. But as long as you, you just, you know, don't get too hard on yourself. That's one of the biggest messages out there, especially as a founder. Um, so my last question before we go into some fire round questions, and I think it's quite actually relevant because you just traveled. I ask all our guests, um, you know, I say travels opening up. TSA is being a little bit more difficult than usual. And they're saying, look, Taylor, you can come on, you can bring, you know, you bring your bag, you check in, but you can only have one product with you from Nudestick. So what's that go-to product in your makeup pouch um, from your brand? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, I would definitely say our nudies, um, our nudies all over face colors, which are our chubby sticks uh, for the lips, the cheeks, and the eyes. And because even if I'm not wearing foundation or, you know, maybe I'm wearing a little bit of mascara, it's the easiest product to literally swipe on the lips, cheeks, eyes, there's a brush on the other end. Um, so it's for me that, that one on the go product that just instantly makes you look like you just spent a little bit of time in the morning on your makeup and you look a little bit more put together. I think that's so, I think everyone should have that because especially now we're always on the go. That's one of the most perfect products. So nudies, I love that. Is it called nudies? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nudies, I love that. Um, so now we're going to go to fire round questions. So this is just really simple. Um, first thing that comes into your head, uh, and we're going to go straight into it. So what's another beauty or a wellness brand that you love? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> um, I love Goop. <laughs> yeah, I love Goop. Okay, great. Perfect. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Um, anything chocolate. Do you have a specific, like, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate? What's your go-to? Dark chocolate. Like, a dark chocolate molten cake is my, is my weakness. Okay, next question, because you're making me hungry. Um, what are you currently watching or reading? Um, I'm currently reading uh, 100 essays that will change the way you think. And I'm currently watching um, or trying to get through Games of Thrones because I'm the last one to on this planet to watch it. Don't worry. I literally just watched it this year. And all my friends are like, what? But I watched all eight seasons very quickly. So um Okay. It's actually the best thing ever because we can enjoy the whole eight seasons in one go. So, um, not waiting for anything. Exactly. It's amazing. You're going to love it. Um, what is your favorite social media platform right now? TikTok. Agreed. Um, and if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be? I mean, I feel like I would definitely be working in marketing somewhere. I, I don't even know, to be honest. It's so... I always think about it, but in my head, I, I think the beauty industry, but to be honest, prior to nude sticks, I even never really envisioned myself in the beauty industry. So maybe yeah. some type of marketing role in fashion um, or health and wellness, because I do love health and wellness as well. But I think also the fact that you're not super clear just shows that you love your job and you know that you wouldn't really <laughs> want to be doing anything else. So I love that. So that's already an answer in itself. Yeah. No plan B or plan C. Well, when we were launching Nudesticks, it was like, that was that's it. it. That's it. No, I love yeah. that. I absolutely love that. So, well, Taylor, thank you so much um, for sharing your inspiring journey. I think, you know, you, what you're saying is your, your, your words are ways light years above your age and what's going to come is just so exciting um from you and nude sticks but where can everyone find you and follow you and both nude sticks so you can follow me at taylor underscore frankel um on instagram and then you can follow us at nude sticks on instagram and on tiktok and then we also have a skincare page called nude sticks 
Amazing. I'll put all the links um, in the summary so you can just quickly tap and be sure to follow Taylor specifically on her Instagram as well because her content is killer. You're going to love them. So thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll continue our conversation offline. So much to talk about. And just thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you, Akash. Thank you so much for having me. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll speak soon and we'll touch base soon. The next time in the UK, we're definitely going to grab some coffee and tea. Definitely. And the dark chocolate. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O-L D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off.